What's that? Polka? No. The metal. You know, you'd think after half a bracket, we'd have an intro. We'd have some kind of solid, hello world. We don't need an intro. I mean. We're too streamlined for an intro. We're, I would, I would, streamline has never come up when talking about this show. Unless they'd say they could be more streamlined. No, 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 no. There's too many curves, too many uh, detours. Well. We're not a video podcast or else they really see the curves. You know what I mean? Ah, because they're so thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of thick, uh, you are listening to The Onslaught. I am Brian. And I'm Vargas. And we are back again, just like every week, the most consistent and only heavy metal podcast on the planet. Yep. You know, I Googled. I Googled um, heavy metal podcasts. Yeah. Just to see if there were some young startup punks trying to take our limelight. And good news, there's not. There's, there's not a single other heavy metal podcast. So don't bother. Listener. Uh, yeah, don't bother starting one because can't compete with the big dogs. <laughs> the big dogs in the house. You know, get out of the way. We got to get to the bowl. The train's coming. And if you're on the tracks, you're getting wrecked by these dogs. We've we've mixed our metaphors. The big dogs running on the trains tracks. We got dogs. The train's coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Are we the dog or the train now? We're both. We're both. We're the dog train. The train looks like a dog. <laughs> Coming. That's with the horn instead of a. It's just a roof roof. You're on the train tracks. You're going to hear a roof roof. That's right. Oh, boy. What good uh, intro. Good intro. Well, we found it now. <laughs> now we found our intro. We just talk about dogs and trains for 10 minutes and then start the show. Chugga, 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 chugga. Woof, woof. I like it. Yes. That's the new intro. Get used to it, listener. You're going to hear it on the whole second half of the bracket. Uh, boy, so a uh, little preview before we get into our heavy metal news. This week, we have Cynic versus Skeleton Witch and Into Eternity versus Kalma. I think I put a little too much emphasis on one of those syllables there in Kalma. Kalma, not Kalma. Kalma, probably. Hey, Kalma down. Ah, thank you, Italian Vargas. You're You're welcome. <laughs> uh okay heavy metal news yeah i need it i want it we've got quite a bit actually well remember to some previous episodes yeah (laughs) and remember listener here's the i'm pulling back the curtain a little bit that's the curtain it's very rusty uh we time travel a bit and we record these pretty far in the past from what you're hearing so heavy metal news might not be new to you but it's new to us right now and maybe you don't keep up with news. And you can deal with it. And you will deal with it. You're going to have to. I guess you could just skip five minutes ahead. No, nope, you won't not. do that because we disabled skipping. Remember that? When yeah, we yeah, called yeah. up Spotify, we we're like, hey, don't let anybody skip. Only rewind. Correct. And they were like, yeah, you guys are the only heavy metal podcast. Of course, we're going to do that. Of course, we're going to do that. Uh, so I think the biggest news probably is that Bruce D, lead singer of Iron Maiden and shining golden god among yeah. men, has been diagnosed with COVID. He'll be fine. He got vaccinated. Yeah. He's not going to go to the hospital. He got over, was it throat cancer that he had? Poly- throat polyps? No, I don't it was know. Can- tongue cancer or something. Tongue cancer? Yeah. It really was. He well, was- when you emanate that much gold, like you said, yeah. you're bound to have some side effects. Yeah. When you have that heavenly sound coming out of your throat, your human body can only take so much. Yeah. So 
best wishes to uh, Bruce out there. And we know you're listening. We know you're listening. You're going to be fine. You got vaxxed, so you're not going hospital. You're not going bye-bye. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, he's quoted as saying, you know, he's 63 years old. Um, he did have the vaccine. Uh, so luckily, his symptoms were, you know, a little bit more mild uh, than they could have been. We've, we've said it on every podcast we have, you know, get out there and get, get vaccinated because not only will it potentially save your life but the life of people all around you like bruce and hey we're not here to mandate anything if you don't want to if you want to be less like bruce dickinson yeah don't get vaxxed <laughs> but uh you know be safe about it wear a mask don't be around people that's it yep stay at home stay at home listen to this podcast again probably Just while you're home. not you've got so many episodes to listen to already so um other big news uh dark tranquility you, you hear them yeah, I believe they're on this uh, tournament much, much later. They are. Um, probably have to boot them, though, because they're basically not a band anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> they, their drummer and their bassist quit. Ah, uh, no. Earlier, you said they lost them, and I was... So they found them, but then they quit. Well, yeah. They, okay. They weren't physically lost. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. So they, <laughs> they just... Uh, so they quit. Did they cite... Uh, any reasons is it are we get, are it, we i'm drinking tea so are we about to get into the tea you, you don't need to spill any tea say, no okay. don't need to spill any tea um or run out for my home <laughs> basically uh you know it's a it was a very political politically neutral statement that the band put out but it basically was like you know the last year's been hard on everybody and you need to take stock of what's important and that kind of stuff so um, what I thought was interesting is their their bassist has only been with them for like six years or something, it said, uh, but their drummer was a founding member. Yeah. And you know, I wonder, bands like, we've talked about this, like, a, you know, for their first couple albums, Amon and Marth, those guys like still worked at like the steel mill or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Dark Tranquility, I think, has become successful enough to not have day jobs, of course. But I, you know, what category do you put them? Are they able to support themselves monetarily solely from dark tranquility or do they have to do other things you know is there one of those bands where i think average joe on the street maybe even average metalhead yeah especially younger metalheads might not know dark tranquility so you, you gotta wonder if if covid whenever nobody could tour and everything yeah and they were like oh this is not gonna be my forever you know we're not metallica we're not iron right. maiden can't buy jets and that kind of stuff. I think specifically for bands like this, like you bring up a good point, right? DT is not going to be able to support themselves on album sales. They don't, they I don't, don't, I mean, no one is anymore. Right. I mean, that's true. But somebody like, like Jason Newstead, there's that article that goes around every once in a while where whoever metal sucks or metal injects and blabbermouth, whoever interviewed him and specifically asked him if he could live for the rest of his life on his royalties from the black album alone. And he said, yes, yeah so but that's you know i mean it's that's in a totally different league yeah but there's a world of difference between that and like dark tranquility releasing a new album every two years you know what i mean yeah yeah but on the flip side right dt is a band like in flames you know all those like 90s founding mellow death bands and and earlier they have enough of a following and enough of like street cred i'll call it yeah that they are constantly on big uh, festivals, big yeah. tours. And they're selling out those tours. Exactly. Things, right. So like, yeah, to your point, the COVID took all that away. Yeah. So, so what do you do for money? Yeah, e- exactly. 
I guess, yeah, and kind of, you know, it makes things, whenever you can't work for a year, year and a half, whatever it is, it makes, I'm sure it makes you reevaluate some things. So maybe it's very, maybe it is, you know, believing their statement. Maybe it is very neutral. Maybe it's just like those guys were like, look, man, we can't, we just, I just had a kid or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're all doing well. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm positive there is a drummer and a bassist out there that would be happy to play for Dark Tranquility. They've already recruited a drummer. And they've a already got it. They've already got it figured out. Uh, I'm sure those two, the drummer and the bassist who quit, I'm sure if they ever get the itch again, they can find another oh, yeah. band they want to play with. So, oh, yeah. you know, hopefully they're all, they're all doing, doing all right. Um, more band shakeup news. This is kind of a little bit smaller, but, um, since Stu Block has quit Iced Earth, which we discussed on, I think, episode one. I think everyone knows our feelings <laughs> about John Schaefer, and that's no secret. Go on. Uh, so Stu Block is out of Iced Earth. Yeah. Um, but he's back in Into Eternity. Which is uh, which is surprising. I mean, I guess not surprising, but uh, Into Eternity is, is um, you know, this week's. Yeah. One of this week's bands. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we're going to get into it later, but I think Stu's, and this is no no fault of Stu, but I think the material they wrote with Stu is some of my least favorite Into Eternity stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but Stu is phenomenally talented. Yeah. Uh, so he's back in. He's back in. So they've got two two full-time singers. Oh, they didn't replace. They didn't replace. What's her, what's her name? Yeah, the, the girl, Amanda something. Um, she's oh. still in. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So they've got her plus uh what's his name guitar player singer guy yeah t- and tim tim roth. tim roth yeah but not the actor tim roth not not <laughs> no definitely not uh yeah so they've got those two singing and Stu block coming back well that's fun i think that's really cool that'll be interesting i'm ex- you know i'll be i'll be looking out for that album because yeah. i'm sure that's going to be i you know three inches of blood did it for the longest time um with dual vocalists and i think of all the bands i've heard that have dual vocalists or, or you know Obviously, there's cases like Mastodon where where they have three fourths of the band that sing, but yeah. very different styles and very you know unique styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Three Inches of Blood did it very well. I think probably it, like I was going to say, it's one of my favorite, and I think they did it the best out of bands that try to do that double vocalist thing. Mm-hmm. So even stuff like uh, Halloween, their original vocalist joined, and they kept the new guy also. So they have like Kai, right? Kai Hansen, yeah, from Gamma Ray. Um, They had the two guys singing in similar styles, yeah, and it still works. Like if you go watch some of their live footage, their some of their newer stuff, it works. Yeah, Um, and even their newest album, Halloween, that came out what last year, two years ago, whatever, uses two vocalists. Yeah, it's always different when a band, you know, the guitarist they have a vocalist, and then the guitarist also sings because it's like okay, you're you're still you're a vocalist but you still play guitar right? right same thing with mastodon all those dudes still play they don't have a voc a vocalist right they have guys who play the instruments and also <laughs> sing vocals yeah. so um it's always interesting when it's when you have multiple people in the band that that's their only job is vocals yeah um a lot of fun though a lot of fun to see where it goes yep um and it's better than what is the band that had a fucking like violinist was it yellow card that like old like pop punk there's some band that had like a careful where you're treading with bands with violinists about the, the genre that we're currently. <laughs> no, no, no. I like it when it's in metal. Oh, okay. But it was like some weird pop punk band and yeah, it didn't probably. fit. Okay. 
It's fine. I mean, it was bad. You talking about good. every ska band? No, but fuck ska. I'll yeah. say that on air and off air. Wherever you want me to say it, I'll say fuck ska. Except, um, oh shit, what's the ska band that covers Rage Against the Machine all the time? Oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. I have them. So I'm sure someone's screaming at me right now, but they get a lot of guest vocalists there. It's just a band, like like, like a high, and it's not a high school band, but you know, trombones, yeah, like a, like yeah, a yeah. band. I can't think of what their name is. Well, tweet at Brass us. Against. Oh. Brass Against. And, yep. I get it. That's what it is. Brass Against the Machine. No, it's not, it's just Brass Against. Oh. Yep. Like Rise Against. Like Rise Against. But with Brass. Yep. I get it. You get it. What would you, is okay, They all they do is covers. Okay. So this is an interesting segue. Uh-huh. I was thinking about You don't this have today. to say this is a segue every I time. I have you to do everyone it. has to know cuz otherwise they're not going to be like, "Oh, that was a good segue." They're going to be confused. So I have to let them know you have to let that was the segue. To compliment that you. was the bridge. Yeah. And then once they cross the bridge, they can look back and be like, "Oh, he did mention that. That was a good segue." He's right. Uh-huh. He's, uh-huh. So then I get to be right and have a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh I was thinking about what non-metal song Yeah. would you want covered by a metal band, right? You, like uh, we just did Arsis a few weeks ago. They have Sunglasses at Night yep. by Corey Hart, and they do it really, really well. Uh-huh. Um, Children of Bodom famously covers a lot of non-metal songs. Um, they did a CCR song, um, Looking Out My Back Door. They did, obviously, the Britney song. Mm-hmm. Ghost Riders in the Sky. <laughs> yeah, the Britney Spears classic, Ghost Riders in the Sky. No, I wasn't saying. <laughs> There's a comma between your thing and my thing. Uh so what what is there is there a like a song or a band that you would love to hear covered by a metal band? Um, and what metal band would it be? Okay, sure. I I always think it's cool when bands do like the classical music on heavy metal guitars thing. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I know that that's kind of nerdy and boring for most people. Um, you said it. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Uh, I, I think like the picks that I think you would pick for me to pick <laughs> you that no, say that, it again, that the picks that you would pick yeah. for me to pick yeah. are, have like already been done. So like when was it revocation did subdivisions, my, my nose are bleeding. <laughs> I, I'm trying to subvert your expectations. Okay. is what I'm trying to say. Cause you're going to disappoint me. I always <laughs> do. I yeah. always do. Yeah. Uh, so like when Revocation did subdivisions, um, when by Rush, Allegiant, Allegiant, subdivision, whoever, whoever. I mean, it matters. It does matter. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. What I don't see is a lot of like Red Hot Chili Peppers covers, and I think that those would lend themselves well to heavy metal covers mm-hmm. because they're pretty close anyway. So like you don't want to pick like under the bridge, but like give it away. Yeah, would be a really cool cover for like Mastodon to do. It'd be fun. Give I it could, away. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Hear them play that. Yeah, I, you know we always think I I was specifically listening to um, Riot by the Sounds, mm-hmm. um, and I think that one I mean legitimately is is one step away from a heavy metal song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was actually thinking someone like three inches of blood, like one of their skeleton, witch, one of those like blacky thrashy yeah. style of, of bands covering this fun, like fuck you rock song. Mm-hmm. 
those are always fun because i was gonna say adele some song by adele but every cover i've heard quote-unquote metal cover yeah is by like um an emo band that does the the verses in their emo style and then they do the you can't see these huge air quotes i'm giving but the breakdowns yeah as the choruses and it's just like fucking. if if you're gonna do a song like that that features like i'll call them like the this feature of the song is the vocals yeah i don't know i don't know how you would say that whatever you just said it. it's vocals it's good work it's vocal centric yeah you should get somebody like camelot or what about if blind guardian covered adele bg is a That'd great fun. yeah I could also see somebody like Byzantine because he's got like that mid range. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he could bring, he could draw out those long notes because mm-hmm. that's what you need. And if you're just screaming, which is, we're not, you know, disparaging that because that is, takes a shitload of talent. It's like most of the list we've got over yeah, here. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I feel like you just hear that. That's all I've heard yeah. of it. It's yeah. just a scream over her, you know, set fire to the rain. Right. And I would love to hear some clean but still powerful vocals right. over those. So. That's why I think like the power metal more side yeah. would be like kind of a cooler cover or even just the, you know, cleaner singing. Um, I also think it'd be fun to hear like Satyricon do some like, T yeah. Swift or something. Hell yeah, I mean, man. that would be, that would be a lot of fun, but uh, enough about that. Let's bring it into the, no, I want to talk about Satyricon some more. <laughs> I mean, we will in, in a few weeks, uh, but let's bring it into the meat and potatoes. So first up is cynic versus skeleton, Witch. yeah, uh, you got thoughts on this. Um, so first of all, I want to say I didn't realize cynic was as old as they are. Do you know when they founded? Yeah. Cynic's been around since the eighties. Yeah. That's insane yeah, to me. The late eighties or 87, I think is when they actually, yeah, I didn't realize they like released an album and then like dropped off the face of the planet for like a decade. Yeah. And then came back and released a, a better album. Yeah. Two more. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a trick. So I in doing research for this episode. I found out that two of their members died last year, mm. which isn't great. Um, cause cynic is technically still around. Uh, they haven't released an album, a full album since like 2000, 20, 2014. Yeah. Uh, they had a single in 2018, but yeah, they haven't released kindly bent to free us was 2014. So yeah, like 2014. you said, focus came out in 93 traced in air, which was the better one for me came out in 2008. So yeah. <laughs> that is 15 years between albums yeah. and, uh, and then six years between the next two. Yeah. And then so, they did a single two years ago, three years ago, yeah, in 2018. Four years from their previous right. uh, full album. So yeah. Um, yeah, man, but it's hard to, it's hard to get, um, get over Trace Thin Air. I think that's one of their, that's their second album. And I think that's one of the best albums. I mean, they're so, you can't put them in the genre, really. They're progressive They're metal. progressive metal. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to, I think, understate how important they were in the like progressive metal scene yeah i mean when focus came out in 93 you, you don't you didn't have any of that really especially in florida where they're from yeah you had only death metal you, yeah i mean <laughs> that was, was the, the whole thing so you think about stuff and and what's su- super interesting to me is that's the the direction that um uh chuck was headed in yeah. that time frame yeah. with with control denied and considering that cynic was like yeah totally let's do it and then they fucking dipped for 15 years <laughs> yep yeah man it's super interesting um i mean have you listened do you have a favorite of the three do you know have you listened to enough 
of them. I I have not listened to all. I have listened to all three of these albums. Yeah, at some point in my life. Sure, there's only three. I would probably say the Traced in Air is my favorite. Yeah, man. Space for this. I mean, you can't get over. Yeah. It. I mean, that's definitely going to be on the playlist by I, one of us. So. Yeah. Have you you listened to the single? What's the single called? Uh, I something. So yep. <laughs> Sounds right. The one from 2018. Yeah, no, that I was haven't. good too. I listened to that in the car on the way over. I here. don't think I have heard that one yet. It's good. I'll probably put. I'm that on sure the it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Skeleton Witch, they're they are formed much more recently. They formed back in early 2000s, 2003. God, a hundred um, years ago in 2003. I know, man. If it, it honestly feels like it, and they 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 were in the heart of America, in a band, a place where a lot of metal bands are from, Ohio. Yeah, you know the metal hotbed of the u.s ohio yeah enemy territory ohio all right michigan guy over here uh so yeah they um they formed in 03 released their first album in 2004 um and then they've released a bunch of albums since then but i think i think the most important thing here is their transition because i don't think anybody saw it coming right so they yeah. started out as like that blackened thrash they did that really really well uh beyond the permafrost is one of my favorite like yeah. thrash albums of all time but then in the late like 2010s yeah they released an ep the apothic gloom that came out in 2016 and it was like a total not a total departure but it was just like oh we're gonna do black metal now dude and it's so, it's so fucking good good it's so good it's what i want all black metal to be which is kind of just <sighs> And I might get some flack for this. You're gonna pull your head out of your ass, produce it correctly, because it is time we, we can get away from all that bullshit. No Finland burning churches. Let's record in a bathroom. Yeah, let's do. No, <laughs> you record it well and you make it good and you can add a lot of style to it. So after that, they released Devouring Radiant Light in 2018, which holy shit, dude. I so this that's another album. I was like, oh, I know Skeleton Witch. They recorded the same Skeleton Witch song for the last Yeah, because they were decade. pulling that Amon Amarth, yeah. you know, and it, which we, lo- to, we loved that. To their credit, it's good. It's yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. But I listened to, what is it, Devouring Radiant Light? Yeah. I just put on that first track. Yeah. And like, fucking what? <laughs> Dude. It was, it was, I'll equate it to, and you'll appreciate this, and none of the listeners will, and that's fine, because <laughs> this is our podcast. This is for us. I would say it's the same as like Abigail Williams going from their nonsense stuff <laughs> to their current album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that tra- drastic and that good. Yeah. And it's not, uh, again, you're going to have flavors of both on the playlist. Yeah. Of both their, I'll use the word forms, I guess. Right. They're, they're, you know, they're base form and then their evolutionary form yeah 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 i'm sure p- other people play pokemon so you get it uh but yeah man they you know my uh like i said one of my favorite albums beyond the perma permafrost that's so such a good thrash album but when you put that up against devouring radiant light just just as like this is the same band which album do you yeah. prefer it's radiant light every single time because it's yeah. just i don't know it's just so epic it's so good it, it's produced so well it yeah. sounds just it's really really good oh god so yeah um so they're a lot of fun i'm excited to hear what people think between the two styles or two forms which people prefer because i'm sure there's some old especially people with who've been with skeleton witch from the beginning i'm sure they're like ah skeleton witch they totally changed now they make quote unquote bad black metal because it's produced well and you can hear things in it um (laughs) 
but uh fun fact if you take a speaker and you hook it up as a microphone you can use it as a microphone and that's how you record shitty black metal Did yep. you know that yeah no i'm i'm very aware uh from you you my friend with the audio degree i know how to record shitty black metal yeah yeah you're welcome pretty sure a lot of bands do it that way uh okay so the next battle um into eternity versus calma so into eternity formed in the late 90s uh and they're from Canada, but they got a lot of Canadian bands on this list. Well, it's the great white North. It's, it's like heavy and depressing kind of, it's like Finland light. It's polite Norway. I mean, Norway's pretty polite. I've never been there, but I've seen some docks. I don't, have you ever heard of Canadians burning down a church? Well, maybe they burned Tim Hortons instead. Yeah. And then they say, sorry, (laughs) sorry. It's just that in, in Finland and Norway, you'll sit in Yeah. It's like that, but it, like I said, it's Finland light. Yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, it's not as dark. Uh, yeah, they formed in the late 90s. Um, and then they their first album came out in 99, self-titled. Um, but for me, the they're kind of like epitome or, or pinnacle, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, came out in 2004, Buried in Oblivion. Um, and that's been my favorite. And that was their first one where they signed to a major record label, Century Media. Um, their only one. They only released that album on CM. No, they've got two more on CM. On CM? Mm-hmm. That's not what Wiki says. Well, Wiki's lying to you, bro. Damn it. Um, the Scattering of Ashes and Incurable Tragedy came after that. On and Century? Those, yeah, and those oh. were with Stu. Um, and then their most recent, so Incurable Tragedy, 2008. Mm-hmm. And then after that, 2018, mm-hmm. so 10-year gap was their next uh, Their next album, and that was called The Sirens, and I believe that is the one with, the, uh, um, with Amanda. Yep. The lady um and so we're looking forward to them coming back with Stu and amanda yeah to release whatever else is going to happen yeah so. um the last 13 years has been a little bit rocky for into eternity with Stu block leaving and they've had some ups and downs with band membership and yeah it was kind of a struggle for them to even get the sirens out um so hopefully with Stu block coming back uh, and they have a kind of a glut of singers now. Um, hopefully Stu brings back a little bit of fan base to the band. And, and I could be, and, uh, you know, we kind of give our opinions this first round. I think we've explained it a little bit. And then we do our deep dives on who, you know, whoever wins these battles, we do our deep dives and, and give you a lot of research about them. But from what I understand from my, the minor research and, and following I've done from them for years is it's kind of into eternity could also be called the Tim Roth band. Oh, 100%. So when you have that kind of force, right? We talked about a few weeks ago, I think, uh, or, or more recently, we talked about how impressive it is for bands like Mastodon and Gojira to have stayed together for so long as, the, as a four-piece, all four members staying together so long. And I think part of that is because they're equally, it's one-fourth creation for each, right? Yeah. Whenever you have bands like this, and it's not necessarily good or bad, it just is what it is. Yeah, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, when you have one driving force and everybody's like, okay, yeah, and then maybe a few times they're like, what if we add this here or what if we do this different instead? And maybe that person's like, yeah, that sounds better than what I... No, you shut up. I am the driver of this band. Well, that's the other option. (laughs) There's the two options when you have the driver. They listen and they're like, oh, that is better than what I said. Or it's, no, no, I told you how to play that. I am Dave Mustaine. And we see what uh, where that got him, so yikes. But But I do think this is kind of the Tim Roth show, so... Which again, it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah, well, no, 
You already not clarified. Him, not him. It's not him. If you don't listen to the top of the show, that will make less sense, but it'll be the first time you heard about it. So, uh, but they are going up against, do you have, I mean, do you have a favorite? Do you like into eternity? Yeah, I like into eternity. Okay. Um, I, I know that you don't like scattering of ashes, but I think scattering of ashes is good. Uh, it's better than the incurable tragedy, which is just sort of cancer. In, the album incurable tragedy has like two good songs on it. It's, it's just very, the lyrics and everything. They're very just in your face. It, well, it basically says this it, is about cancer. Yeah. Cause it's a concept album about Tim Roth's like mom dying from cancer. Or something, yeah. But right. He, like, it, but it's not really a concept cause it's just the story. Yeah. And it's rough, I guess, but it's just, it's just very heavy handed and there's not a lot of, uh, I, I mean, he was in a different place creatively, and I think you can tell. I'll just put it that way. Uh, but they're going up against Kalma. Uh, Kalma also formed in the late 90s. Um, they're from Finland. Their first album came out in 2000. And I would say this is one of the best uh, debut albums by a band we have on this list. Swamp Lord came out in 2000. I don't know that I've ever listened to Swamp Lord. I'm sure you've heard songs off of it when you've been in my car. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, they also went on. A, they've been pretty pretty consistent since 2000 um and they released i think seven albums in that span um from 2000 to 2018 yeah um so you know every few years and they're i would say also very consistent um so their first three are very melodic and they have a lot of melodic overtones after that you get the black waltz and they kind of get more uh not better or worse. I would just say different they just get more straightforward kind of a little yeah. bit more aggressive with their stuff i think um which I think more, you kind of see more from, death metal, less folk metal. I mean, yeah, that you just, instead of melodic death metal, you just get mel and then death metal. <laughs> and, and again, I, but I think a lot of bands go that way who start children of Bodom did the same thing. Yeah. Norther did it. They did it, but they did it fast. They, because their first album mirrors of Mattis was super that very yeah. melodic yeah, yeah. and kind of the same vein as, you know, cause there's that big, it's almost like that big group of Finnish bands that all there were like, fucking this is great let's all do this together yeah they all talk to each other yeah and then they you know because they all went to the same high school (laughs) and then they uh at some point all of them are basically like well that was fun but let's just do more straightforward death stuff which is again it's great i still enjoy a lot of it's probably it's probably easier for those dudes to make that straightforward stuff like from a songwriting playing you know like Uh, yeah compositional standpoint yeah And they've already proved they can compose the shit out of some melodic stuff. Right. So they just maybe just want to have a better live. Maybe it's easier to have a good live show when you're just playing yeah, it, fucking straightforward death metal. Yeah, because you don't have to stand there and stare at your guitar because you're playing this fucking <laughs> yeah. like. You're not playing a solo the entire <laughs> song, but it's mixed so low that nobody can hear. Yeah, it. yeah. exactly. Uh, but man, I their first uh, three albums are some of my favorites, but I think Swamp Song, their third album. Swamp Song's where it's at, man. Yeah. Black uh, Waltz is great though. Twelve Gauge is great though. Yeah, like I said, none of it's bad. It's just, it's just, a ch- it's a not as drastic of a change that Skeleton Witch went through. Yeah, but it's just a little bit more straightforward. Um, and I'm sure that appeals. Uh, it's probably a wider fan base that way too. I would probably. imagine. Um, so maybe, maybe there was some record label like encouragement to like lose uh, some yeah, of the yeah. melody. Maybe yeah. I don't know. You dicks. You suits. You you fucking suits. You tell us what to write. Oh, how much money? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Sorry. I we're, no, we're Canadian. No, no. But oh, they're finished. They're finished. I don't know when they started, though. 
<laughs> that was a bad joke. No, 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 no. No, that was a good joke. I'll explain it off air. Okay. Then, you'll, then you'll understand. Uh, I think that's it. So again, wrap up. Cynic versus Skeleton Witch into Eternity versus Kalma. Of course, there will be a playlist out there for you to uh, peruse. There's four songs from each band. Uh, there might be a couple songs from other bands we talked about during the episode, but that's on Spotify, so make sure you find that. You can find that in our socials, uh, links to those. And and guess what? Our socials, super easy. At The Onslaught Pod. And if you want to email us, at The Onslaught Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us, you jerks. We need you to vote, jerks. I guess it, it, we waited to the end this time to tell our audience to go fuck themselves. They already know. <laughs> You know what it is. When you come into this podcast, you know to go fuck yourself. But I'm sure, I'm positive that it would be fun to get somebody to do a timestamp of each time, the first time we tell the audience to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Because this one, you had to wait a while. Well. Wait all the way to the end. Maybe I'll do a big super cut to celebrate the final yeah, finale. Yeah. After all 64 <laughs> bands are announced, do it. That'll be our, our I, I bet it would take five minutes just a supercut of just us saying go fuck yourselves probably uh of course we don't mean it if you don't know by now we love you we mean it for some of you i think we mean it for some of you i've met some metal fans yeah 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 we don't mean it for you bruce nah no never bruce never bruce even though you're not on this list because your band sucks (laughs) yeah there it is there it is uh please join us next week please go out and vote we need you to vote without you there's no show and we love you for it um tune in next week subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on it would help us a lot so you never miss an episode um but again go follow us if you aren't subscribed and we'll make sure you don't miss an episode that way because we will yell at you via twitter via instagram um and then of course tell a friend tell your metalhead friends tell your non-metalhead friends tell your friends that only listen to taylor swift and adele and be like look they talk about them on this episode start them off with this episode probably best too because we wait to tell them to go fuck themselves right until the, the very end yeah yeah so that'll be easier for them to accept us coming back next week with the beginning of, of the, the second, second half, half of round one boy i think we've been on the air for a year now we have so strap in for year two 